0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board presented by BetMGM here at The Athletic. Michael Beller, Andrew DeWitt, Zach Jackson here with you to take you on through wild, or excuse me, divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Wild card weekend was last weekend. I, you know, I guess here's what it is, guys. Last weekend was kind of boring right I mean so many of the games we felt like we knew what was going to happen going into them and then that ended up coming to fruition so I'm just excited that we've got a weekend here that not only feels like the games are way more up for grabs but we really have what feels like to me if not the definite eight best teams in the NFL still playing at least like six or seven of the eight best teams no doubt about it still playing so I'm just pumped up I'm dropping over my words because this is going to be I think a really fun, fun weekend of football ahead of us. Zach, what do you got for us? What are you excited about this weekend?
1: What'd you say we're going to do? Talk some football with our pals? Yeah, that's I'm exactly going to watch true. some football. No, th- this is <laughs> arguably the best weekend, right? Um, yeah. You get you get quality games, you get the high stakes. We're, we're in for some drama, which was mostly lacking mm-hmm. last weekend. But I mean, looking over these, uh, I, I don't have many strong feelings. I'm excited to watch more than anything. I do have a couple that I'll share. I'll put them back in my pocket
0: for now. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. There's only, there's like, there are two games to me that I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on them. they're actually both of the Saturday games. And we'll talk about that in a second here, but uh, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to win. It's like, I, like if you told me 48 hours from now, you could give me any of the possible championship game matchups and they all feel plausible to me.
2: Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, I'm the two games. I'm a, like 49ers Packers, just the matchup between like the contrasting styles. We know the 49ers and trying to run it on that bad Packers defense. Mm-hmm. And then, Rams, Bucks, and then Bills, Chiefs are just like great games to me too. And like the Bengals, Titans, we'll, I know we're going to jump into that one here pretty quickly. It's like all four games are great and they have yeah. their own little storylines. They have, you know, something to watch, something to lean on, you know, good contrasting matchups. And I, And I think three of these four games, these are rematches from the regular season. So mm-hmm. that's also interesting to go back and see what happened in those games and then kind of see how the teams adjust against each other because they're familiar at least with each other.
0: Sunday's going to be a hell of a day. Anyone would have believed before the beginning of the season that, you know, what if we told you this was the championship week? Rams, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs oh yeah, we totally buy that. It's going to be a fun, fun day, capping off what's going to be a really fun weekend, and it all gets started on Saturday with the Titans and the Bengals. Titans are three and a half point favorites in this one as of right now on BetMGM. It's basically where the spread's been all week. It's crept down to three, it's crept up to four, but it's pretty much been living at this three and a half number. 47 and a half is the total. Zach, let's start with you. We started with you last week when we were talking about the Bengals. You are very uh, well uh, knowing the AFC North. saw this team a couple of times this season. Uh, this is a fun matchup and one where I lean toward the Bengals. That's one of the games that I feel pretty good about.
1: Yeah, you know, I have mixed feelings. I don't have strong feelings. I don't know the best way to say it, Michael. Um, the Titans have earned the number one seat, obviously, but no one outside Nashville or outside Mike Vrabel's family, you know, here in Akron, <laughs> Ohio, believes that they're really the best team in the AFC. Now, are they better than the Bengals? They might be. Uh, they're really improved defensively. They have an experienced roster playoff experience, and they're getting Derrick Henry back. Uh, even if he's 80%, is he better than almost everybody else? Sure. And can you run it right at the Bengals? I think you can. It would be hard for me though, to strongly go against Joe Burrow on the run that he's on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jamar chase looks like a 21 year old version of Randy Moss. I don't think that's hyperbole at this point. Um, His total is 75 yards for the last five. He's crushed that number. And the one he didn't, it was one, one reception. It was just an aberration of a game. That's where I lean because even if the Titans play well, the Bengals throw. So, I looked for Higgins to be more involved, but I'm going to ride Joe Burrow's hot hand here. Small lean towards the Bengals plus the points, but I'm taking Jamar Chase over 75 yards in this game.
0: I I really like that play. I love what they've been doing, what the the Bengals passing game has been doing. Uh, We've said it a few times. It goes back to those back-to-back games against the Ravens and the Chiefs. The Ravens, the just monster statistical game. And then the Chiefs, the the capstone on that, confirming that this is a team that we need to take seriously right now. We're going to be taking them very seriously next year and the year after that probably. But forget about that. We need to take them seriously right now. They proved that once again with that win over the Raiders last week. I will say to wit that you know, something Zach brought up is the one thing that concerns me. I've already, I've got this ticket in. I've already got a Bengals plus three and a half ticket. So the bets made I'm living with it. I feel good about it. <laughs> the one thing that concerns me, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit on Monday is that playoff experience for Tennessee. So many of these guys have been there. The personnel uh, has been there. A lot of the personnel uh, that was in the AFC championship game for the Titans is still here in Nashville. Mike Frabel, of course, at the top of that, so, you know, right. You have the quarterback and the coach. Those guys are there. Arthur Smith is gone, of course, but the quarterback, the coach, and the most important offensive player, they're all still there. And so that worries me a little bit. I just don't believe that we're necessarily going to see Derrick Henry pre-foot injury back. We're going to see Derrick Henry. I'm not sure it's going to be that Derrick Henry.
2: Yeah, I think that's a fair, valid point. Like, you know, he—he. I saw the quote from him. He said he has a metal rod in his foot, which doesn't sound comfortable ever and definitely doesn't sound comfortable to play football. Um, And I think... Like one thing, the reason I'm kind of in my pick is from earlier in the week is tennis, I bet on Tennessee minus three. And, I, and I'm thinking I'm just going to add like Tennessee in the first half at minus two and a half is like Joe Burrow. The rookie quarterbacks going on the road is never a good thing. And last weekend, I think every first first year, first rookie quarterback or the, in the playoffs, rookie quarterback starting lost except for Burrow and he was going in as Derek Carr and it was, his, it was his first playoff start. So or mm-hmm. second playoff start. So it's it's a. It's a tough matchup for him to go on the road into Tennessee. The coaching situation that we talked about, um, I just I just really like the Titans in this situation. I think their defense is gonna force Burrow into in some mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, and then they're gonna catch those in. And then I think they're just going to take care of business. I just think the Titans are the better team, and I think we've seen the movement towards the Titans for a reason in this game because I think they're the better team. They hate, I mean it's it's jumping around that key number, which always makes yeah. me nervous, but it's it's just a really good matchup between two teams that are like kind of up and coming and the Titans have kind of been here, but the Bengals are definitely coming the next couple of years.
1: Yeah. Let me chime in real quick. Andrew, I, I don't disagree with anything that you say there in history says you play the fresh team in this spot, right? Mm-hmm. I got a stack of losing tickets to back that up, <laughs> but I think here we have a team that's not a true number one seed and yeah. we have a red Absolutely. high quarterback. So I, I don't, it, it, the game is probably a stay away from me, but I, I, if the Titans win by seven or 10, I won't be shocked. I had, if I had to take the points or had to make a pick, I'm taking the, and the points. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm totally with you on that, Zach. And like, you know, the Titans like, I, I don't know. They, they, we were, we were, I, I think I'll speak for myself. I was a little unfairly down on them before the, the Henry and AJ Brown injuries. And I started finally coming around when they started stacking some impressive wins and, you know, just, they were doing it in unlikely fashion, especially in the NFL as constructed in 2021, but they were doing it and you couldn't ignore that, but they need everything in place. Like the, if you take one thing out, like it's one thing to go on the run that they did after losing Henry and just grind their way to some unimpressive victories against, you know, mediocre to bad teams. And they had to do, it and they, they did everything they needed to do. They got a little bit of help from these Cincinnati Bengals with that win over the Chiefs to get themselves that buy get Henry one more week of rest before they had to bring him back for the playoffs like all credit goes to this Tennessee Titans team for being in this position. I just don't necessarily know if we're if if we don't get pre-injury Derrick Henry in this game, I don't think we're getting October Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think we're getting more a uh, sort of beefed up version of December Tennessee Titans, which was impressive enough to get themselves to protect their position in the AFC side of the bracket, but I don't think that's the sort of team that takes down the Bengals with the way Joe Burrow is playing right now. And like, we could be pointing to the 2021 playoffs as a time where Joe Burrow put himself in that elite stratosphere of quarterbacks and made him, you know, he is, he is a championship contender unto himself, the way that we talk about some of the other quarterbacks in this league. And we might be pointing back to this stretch runs, this run of starting with those Ravens and chiefs games in the regular season up through the playoffs. Like, I'm on the Titans here, I'm or excuse me, I'm on the Bengals here in a big way. This is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. I, I like them with the three and a half. I ultimately think they're playing in the AFC Championship game uh, up against the winner of the Bills. And the Chiefs. Is there anything else we want to talk about here uh, before we move on to our NFC game for Saturday?
1: No, Mike. I would just, you know, I think they can win the game too um, yeah. for some extra degenerate action. If you like yeah. that, I'd open up some parlays, Bengals money line with the rest of the weekend, right? If you if you think they're going to win, and that's the Saturday four thirty game, go chasing the jackpots on yeah.
0: Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. Give yourself you give yourself some cash out options too. Yeah, if you sure. if, if you hit that, you give yourself some uh, yeah protect yourself with some cash outs. It's almost uh, like you've done this before. <laughs> That's it. still that's still what's ahead of me uh, figuring out this weekend. Well, so I'm going to pair Bengals money line with because I think give me give me the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. I love the three and a half. I think they ultimately win this game outright. Just the way these two teams are going, the way these two teams are built right now, I think the Bengals are the better team. NFC on Saturday, the nightcap on Saturday, we've got Packers and 49ers. Packers are six point favorites against the 49ers. 46 and a half is the uh, spread or the total on this game jimmy garoppolo dealing with those twin injuries does sound like he is going to be out there for the 49ers let me say this guys last week was an ugly one for jimmy 172 passing yards no touchdowns one interception fewer than six yards per attempt If we get that same game out of jimmy packers win this game by 21 points he is going to have to play much much better to me this is the don't overthink it play of the week i think the packers win this game by double digits what do you got for this one to win
2: uh, early in the week, I was like all over the Packers, and now I'm questioning myself. You know, like what if the the 49ers just run the ball with Debo and Elijah Mitchell against they that really to. bad uh, against that really bad Packers defense? Um, didn't the Browns go for like 200 yards against the Packers? They sure yesterday? did. Managed okay. to lose it,
1: but yes, they ran for over 200 okay. on Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah,
2: so that's kind of like a similar team, and I'm still like the under in this game just because I think you know, I, I at the end of the day, I do believe Garoppolo and the 49ers are going to struggle to put up points. And I believe the Packers offense like they tend to do is that once they get a lead, they're going to slow it down. So I still like the under in this game. Um, my big concern is like a lot of analytics people, a lot of smart people really like the 49ers in this situation. That's like the only thing that's like interesting. And it's actually it was plus six earlier when we started. And I have the, the spreads up at BetMGM. It's actually dropped back down to five and a half already. Oh, so okay. it's kind of we, we're kind of getting that bouncing back and forth. People mm-hmm. are taking the six. I, I think it's going to be a great game. And I think this might be one of the best games of the weekend. I know everyone's kind of circled Bills and Chiefs as that awesome shootout. But I think this 49ers Packers game is going to be that awesome game that if you love defensive strategy, you love how a team manages the game. I think this would be a great game to watch in terms of strategy on Sunday- Saturday night. So you're in the 49ers then, if you think. No, so. I'm still in the Packers, I think. But <laughs> I'm, I'm waffling back and forth. Like it's just, I'm questioning myself. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, man. I just like. <laughs> Ever didn't we do? Didn't we go through this last year with the Packers? I want to say we went through the same thing last year with the Packers. Who did they beat in the the? It was the Buccaneers and the Saints were on one side. The Rams of the Brad. Yes, yes, it was the like. I feel like we like we did. We just people like the the Packers put themselves in this position year in and year out for a reason, and like, I like I feel like Matt Lafleur is not fully getting his due. We talked about this earlier in the regular season when Devontae Adams was injured. It was that game where they were going to be playing without Adams and without. One of Lazard or MVS, I think it was Lazard, and uh, you know pe- people were concerned about where they were going to find the offense. And you know they go out and they roll up twenty-seven points, like it's nothing. Like this is, this is a very well-coached team. And you talk about continuity, also as a, with respect to the Titans, this team has been to two straight NFC Championship games. I think they've been the better team in at least one of those NFC Championship games, even though they didn't break through. Ton of continuity here with the head coach and the quarterback. You got the almost certainly back-to-back MVP. I just I think the Packers are just flat out comfortably better, and the 49ers are going to need a lot of breaks to go their way if they're going to keep this within six. I, I, I love the Packers, who Zach.
1: Yeah, I think the Packers win. I think most people do. If you start to doubt that, you go back to what Andrew said, the Niners are a rugged, physical, really good team who's built to attack the Packers' most glaring weakness, right? Every team has weaknesses, multiple. That's their most glaring. Um, and you look at the rust and, you know, The the, the Niners are peaking right now. The Packers haven't played a meaningful game in a long, long time. I mean, they they slept walk on Christmas. They gave up 200 yards to the Browns. They won the game. They haven't needed to win for a long, long time. But you know what is rust-proof and weather-proof and recession-proof?
0: Aaron Rodgers. Number 12? Number 12?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. So I got two plays in the team. Uh, Adams, anytime touchdown, only minus 125. I was expecting to pay 170. I'm doing Mm -hmm. that and Lazard's total, MVS has not been practicing. I don't know what the deal is there. I think they're just mm. maybe being delicate, but I've seen these guys work too. They, they have years of chemistry. His total is only 37 and a half, Alan Lazard. I mean, that's one pass down the sideline. That's going to be right on the money, right? Yeah. So that is my favorite play of the weekend, but I'm adding Devontae Adams anytime touchdown. I look for a competitive game. I won't be stunned if it comes down to the last few minutes. But the Packers are going to score, and number twelve mm-hmm. is going to play really
0: well. Yeah, twelve to seventeen is as bankable a thing as we have in the NFL right now. And yeah, like, right, one twenty-five. What do you say, one twenty 120 or one twenty-five? one twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, oh, he I should be he should be trafficking in like late season uh, Jonathan Taylor territory with those. There's like, no like, doubt. Like, he should be in, like a minus two fifty, like we were seeing out of Jonathan. Like, Taylor. I'm
1: driving to Pennsylvania <laughs> to get that. In.
0: There's, there's <laughs> that. <laughs> Come you on! Whatever it's snowing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta get yeah yeah. Um, let's uh, so um, if we wanna, so we all think that we all think the Packers win this game. Yes, whether they yes. cover it, we we all think yes. we're looking at a Packers NFC Championship game. It, it, do we get into trouble anywhere other than the 49ers really being able to dominate the game on the ground? Because I don't think like I just I, if like I really think they got to ask Jimmy to throw for like two fifty and two, and I don't think he can do it.
1: I think no, was, I mean, was, I could see if they do establish a run, I could see George Kittle creating some big plays mm-hmm. down the middle, you know, but right. Like if we're talking about a game without extreme turnovers or crazy bounces and, you know, Rogers gets X number of drives and Jimmy G gets X number of traps. Mm-hmm. I, I love the Packers, right? I think that the Niners have to run it, but they also have to create big plays. I don't think they're going to grind out, you know, a bunch of long possessions and win 1917. I think the Packers are getting over 20 points and getting as many as they need is what we, I think.
0: Right. unbelievable that the 49ers are I mean this close. This close they are a, a 17 point un- don't overcome that deficit away from not even being in the playoffs. And they don't they don't come back against the Rams in and being after being down 17 nothing in week 18 they're not even in the playoffs. Right. And now we're talking about them as upsetting the Packers. I don't think so. Give me the Packers comfortably in this one. We're going to focus tomorrow's episode of Best on the Board on the Sunday games. But really quick, let's run through. Uh, I want to hear your guys' Sunday best bets. DeWitt, why don't you take this one first?
2: Uh, I'll take Rams plus three. Uh, the, the Bucks are really banged up on their offensive line. Tristan Worf didn't practice today. Ryan Jensen, their center, who Tom Brady loves, did practice today. So that's probably a good sign for him uh Worfs has like a high ankle sprain i don't think he's gonna play on sunday so i think that creates some matchup problems for the rams defensive mm-hmm. line so I just, I just like and tom brady's a sitting duck in the pocket so uh not that he's he's tom brady's still pretty awesome so i do like the rams plus three on in this game
1: yeah I, i'm with that thinking you know if i'm picking one road team to win this weekend i'm picking the road team that has aaron donald lining up on every snap the, the, the sunday night game uh it's there for a reason right it should be a shootout so mm. I like some Pringle props. I like some Gabriel Davis props, but I I like the over if I had to to lean there.
0: Yeah, love that. That's going to be an awesome game. And uh, I think for a lot of our money, that's the AFC Championship game. It's being played this week. It's being played in the divisional round, but uh, I think it'd be hard-pressed to find too many people who think that the winner of that game is not ultimately going to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. It's an awesome weekend of football ahead, and we are all going to enjoy it. Andrew DeWitt, Zach Jackson, thanks for being with us on Best on the Board, you guys. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right, NBA coming up in just a second here. First, though, a message from our friends over at BetMGM, the presenting sponsor, of course, of Best on the Board. Right now, bet 10 bucks, win 150. Plus, get three free months at The Athletic. Just go to BetMGM.com, use the code TheAthleticPod. Get Act Now, take advantage of this deal from the King of Sportsbooks. It is Bet10 to win 150. Plus, get yourself three free months to The Athletic at BetMGM.com with the code TheAthleticPod pod. This is a new customer offer for people at BetMGM. Terms and conditions apply. NBA time. It is a short slate on Thursday, but that's not going to stop me and Tass Mellis from talking about it. Three games tonight, Tass. Not the biggest slate we are used to like. We are typically dealing with much bigger ones, but hey, we are absolutely going to take what is given to us among these three games. How are you doing? How was the trip to uh, Memphis? I saw you guys uh, made that road trip for Bulls and Grizz earlier this week. It was absolutely great. I made a
3: wrong turn, um, but, hey, we got there. We watched a fantastic game. It's a short window to see a young guy in his early years before he breaks out into superstardom. It uh, feels like John Morant's still innocent. You and know? you're
0: talking about Io Tasunmu. I know. Uh, it's crazy. I know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, who is amazing, by the way. He's been playing uh, incredibly well. Yeah, and unfortunately for the Bulls, going to have more opportunity to uh, be playing that much with the news that we got earlier this morning about Lonzo Ball dealing with the meniscus injury. We're not here to talk about that. I mean, you you see the thing over my shoulder here. You see it's it's a Cubs thing. You could probably guess the basketball team I cheer for also. But we're not here to talk about the Bulls. We are here to talk about the three games that we have available on Thursday night. We are looking at a slate of Suns at Mavs, Pelicans at Knicks, and Pacers at Warriors. You take us that nightcap for our first play of the week the Warriors 11 and a half point favorites at home against the Pacers
3: yeah at first I was a little worried of, of taking the Warriors in that huge line but unlikely to have Demonte Sabonis on the Indiana Pacers mm-hmm. side tonight and that is huge he hasn't been ruled out yet he played last night against the Lakers but uh, he's got an ankle sprain and Rick Carlisle This is probably going to be a significant injury. He is such a key to their offense. Mm -hmm. Everything ran through him uh, last night, and that's why they were able to get a victory. But even more importantly, he's a trade target for the Pacers. So I think it's unlikely they run him out there uh, with an ankle injury. And the Pacers just haven't played a lot without him, so they're not used to it. He's only missed one game this season. They also are working in Malcolm Brogdon, who played yesterday for the first time in a long Mm -hmm. time. So I don't like them necessarily having a good flow out there. Everything was going through Sabonis yesterday. The Warriors are kind of finding their flow. Klay Thompson had a good game yesterday, and they don't have Draymond Green, so you can sort of say the same thing about them. But they've had a lot of at least some, some time without Draymond Green, and uh, they had a good game holding the Pistons to 86 points in their last one. Now uh, the Pacers again won 100 or scored 111 yesterday, and that was with Sabonis. Though Karis Levert had a monster game, 22.4th quarter, but without Sabonis, I think the Warriors can just focus on Karis Levert. So I think even though Golden State three and six over their last nine against the spread, I think they're fine. I, I think they'll
0: solve this one. It's a tough spot for the Pacers. You mentioned this, a bonus injury, and the I, the Brogdon uh, working back in can't be overlooked either, right? I mean, we're talking yeah. about a guy who missed, what, like eight games in a row, then came back for one, aggravated the injury, missed a couple more, then gets back in, like, on the second on night of a back-to-back. Right. It's, it's, it's a tough spot, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, limit him a little bit, especially yeah. if this game starts getting out of hand. Totally, totally. And it's something that I think you want to think about whenever you're looking at a spread this big. Warriors, 11.5-point favorites tonight against the Pacers. I'm going to go to a game that's going to uh, give us our last two picks of the show here. Suns and Mavs, a fun one, kicking off the action on Thursday night. I like the over in this one. The total sits at 216.5, and uh, the Suns are 2.5-point favorites in Dallas. This is a very strong Phoenix offense, a pretty strong Dallas defense, and of course Luka Doncic on the other side doing what he can do offensively. You know, it's funny, uh, Tass. I never would have uh, guessed that I'd be saying this, uh, but I was actually the first thing I was looking for was some campaign props. Give me uh, where, where, where are my campaign props at? Can't Don't find. You can't find the campaign can't props. Find, you can't find any campaign props. I'm not I campaigning. Right, right. It's ridiculous. Where's the campaign? I wanted to get some campaign points. I wanted to get some campaign threes. Uh, they're not available. I love that. You know, not a ton of crossover right with Chris Paul. A little bit more than we've seen than we saw from him last season. Yeah, I love to get him off the ball and playing with Chris Paul. Would like to see that a little bit more for prop purposes. Uh, but without that available. This is basically – this is a bet on the Suns' offense driving the tempo of this game rather than the Mavs' defense. And I'm a little less comfortable – You know, maybe that would lead you to thinking, well, Suns minus two and a half, why not just go that route? I'm a little less comfortable with that small road favorite. Against this Dallas team, I'm not so sure I want to go down that road, but I do trust Phoenix's offense to do what it basically does on most nights, and so I think if that ends up being the thing with a guy like Luka Doncic and what he can do offensively on the other side, that we ultimately get this game played up into the 220s. I'm betting on Phoenix's offense being the story or the driver of this game, so that's why I think this goes over 216 and a half.
3: And I do like the fact that this is a long road trip for Phoenix, uh, the end of a five game or so. The legs will be uh, a little bit tired on the defensive end to to also help out the Mavs and uh, scoring things because uh, they've been playing really, really well. So I'm with you. I like the over in this one if I was going to play one side.
0: Yeah, well, uh, your your last pick dovetails with that quite nicely. Luka Doncic, his points prop twenty six and a half. 26 and a half. You think he goes over?
3: Yeah, well, keeping it simple, Sally, right here. <laughs> over 26 and a half points. Uh, he's coming off a 41-point game, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got to enter the MVP race. He's He's been you know, un-Luka-like for a lot of this season, but I think he's starting to find his flow. National TV game. Now, the worrisome part is he's playing against the Phoenix Suns defense. Uh, but he hasn't played against them this year, so there really no no history to to check out, but... Played against them three times last year, 25, 29, and 32 in each of those games. So mm-hmm. right around the number. Uh, and over in two of those three. Again, a road trip. The Phoenix Suns ready to go home. Uh, and so I think Luka can top that 26.5, especially with the way he's playing. I think that's a that's a number that li- aligns with his point average this season. But with mm-hmm. the way he's playing right now, I think the over is the play.
0: Plus five thousand, tests NBA MVP, Luka Doncic. Plus five thousand, <laughs>
3: don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, but it. Yeah, it's not. It's not a crazy play, but uh, it's a reason. There's a reason
0: it's plus five thousand. There is a reason. We're what halfway through the season, about there is definitely a reason that he's sitting at plus. I, I mean, I keep going back to Ja. I mean, plus five thousand three weeks ago, he's plus fourteen hundred now. It's ridiculous. Wow. What a climb! If you bet that that plus five thousand. Three, four weeks ago, wherever, whenever it was that, you are feeling pretty good. You can probably sell that ticket back and at least just lock in a little bit of profit right now. It's not. I, w- uh, I wouldn't have been driving to Memphis. I definitely <laughs> would have been flying private to Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, it's going to be a fun day that we got ahead of it, even with just these three games, three good games to keep our attention tonight on the hardwood. That's Tess Mellis from No Dunks. And that's this show of Best on the Board. So, for Tess, Andrew DeWitt and Zach Jackson, I am Michael Bellard. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to those of you who joined us on YouTube as well. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon. See you.